Hey y'all, you're listening to Damsels in Detroit, the podcast all about women from the city that are killing it in their industries. I'm your host, Evan Webb. Each week, I invite a damsel to come on and talk with me about their life, careers, and why Detroit girls do it better. Hey y'all, we're back. Another episode of Damsels in Detroit. This is episode 69. Yay! Yay. Moving right along. (laughs) So I'm here with my part-time boss. (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to be talking about some skincare stuff today because it's the summertime. You can't be ashy. You can't you can't just be out here looking crazy. So we're going to talk about skincare, beauty, all of the things. So I'm ready to get right in. Um, and my guest for this episode is Chinonye Akune. Um, and she is the founder of Alera Apothecary. So as you guys know, going to read a little bit about her before we get into our questions. Chinonye Akune is the founder of Alera Apothecary a plant-based skincare brand based in Detroit. The brand was established on Chinanye's Nigerian heritage and pharmaceutical background, and she and her team strive to keep West African practices and philosophies alive by delivering sustainable ingredients found naturally on the earth. Chinanye makes Alara's products with every skin type in mind, and she is determined to help her customers share their glow with the world. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Even though I just saw you this morning. Right. <laughs> Good to see you again. You too. <laughs> so I have uh, quite a few questions for you. Um, so I'm ready to hop in. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So talk to me about the idea at the beginning of Alara. What was, you know, the motivating factor behind starting? Yeah. So Alara is funny because I always tell people like, it was really something I, I created for my brother. Mm-hmm. He was going vegan at the time and he needed a natural deodorant. So he actually like made his own formula before I started like helping him and just kind of um, refining it. And so helped him with the formula and I had extras at, a, for, at a, my birthday. And so I gave him away his party favors, just like, hey guys, like this is something I, I've been just kind of doing in my kitchen, like take one to go. Mm-hmm. And so people really enjoyed that. And so I started understanding like what people's skin concerns were. They're like, do you have body washes? Do you have body butters? Do you have shaving creams? And I was talking to my sister about it. And she was like, you know, um, beauty is like something that people are really starting to to get into and really start to, to um take care of their skin men and women so she was like you really should consider starting a beauty brand Mm -hmm. and I was like okay like let me see like what we can do so I started making uh deodorants shaving creams and body washes were like my first things I started doing and it's funny because I went to Dali in the Alley that Mm -hmm. summer just as like you know a pop-up and we got our first wholesale order that day and I was like okay this is real let me figure out what like what this whole process looks like and um really just started learning more about business and learning more about ingredients and really seeing how it plays into our daily practices Mm -hmm. and essentially that's how Elaire apothecary was born exciting very exciting shout out to Dali in the alley i have not i can't even remember the last time i went maybe 2018 okay definitely before before yeah yeah i think i went 2019 it was fun yeah good time to go before the world shut down right (laughs) so talk to me one about the name alara like is there i don't know that i've ever asked you this like the meaning behind it i feel like it's a pretty name but i know that it 
means something. It does. Everything, everything in the brand has a meaning and mm-hmm. a purpose. So Ilera means health in the Yoruba language mm-hmm. in Nigeria. And then apothecary, my dad's a pharmacist and I grew up in the pharmacy. And so apothecary is an old word, old word for a pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And so just combining the two, it was just like, um, I think it was my sister who came up with the name, but we were doing word searches on Google, like looking for different words that like, that mean something. So I looked at so many different languages Mm -hmm. and like just trying to figure out a brand name. And um, we decided on Ilera Apothecary. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So talk to me more about your Nigerian heritage. Like what are some traditional and cultural beauty practices that maybe you saw family members doing growing up that you were like, okay, I need to incorporate this into a business um moisture all the time um certainly using shea butter Mm -hmm. and it's interesting because when we were growing up shea butter was very hard to come by okay so like my my parents were using petroleum jelly just regular vaseline Mm -hmm. and however anytime somebody would go home they would bring shea butter and we would get it and i remember being introduced to black soap as well Mm -hmm. and just like having understanding like how it was like just clearing my skin because I think I was like going like through puberty so I had like breakouts and so the black soap was like really helping my skin as well and then really just like eating like the fresh fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. so even our diet is very vegetable based and so like using like the starches and then like the like the different vegetables and the different soups that we would eat daily that also was like a way that I just like looking at my mother's skin her skin is very youthful, very clear because she still is eating her native mm-hmm. foods. And um, but yeah, really like I remember the black soap, the shea butter, and then even there were like different oils that people would bring back as well. I remember we had this aunt, and she would go back all the time mm-hmm. and going to her house to get the shea butter. And then it wasn't um I didn't it wasn't something that I understood the value of until like looking back and saying wow like that was very very powerful and like all the women who were like you know getting it from her house and things mm-hmm. like that yeah yeah that's and that's so- why you know like we shape butter 90 about 90 percent of our products yeah yeah and i was gonna ask like i think just with the commercialization of shea butter now all shea butter i feel like it's not good shea butter. like I, some, I feel like sometimes people package it and it's like diluted down so much that it's like taking away from like it's just really moisturizing me like i'm thinking of what is that brand that comes in the white bottle is it palmer's like the cocoa butter? oh the cocoa butter yeah, yeah. i'm always like is this real i don't know oh uh, <laughs> i see i don't know they they say real cocoa butter on the on the packaging um but then it's like at the dollar store and then i'm like and so here's here's what's interesting about the ingredients though. Like shea butter, really less than ten percent is used in skincare. Most of oh. it is used in our food. Oh, as as okay. a substitute for cocoa butter because cocoa butter is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but most shea butter. I went to a. Con- I learned this. I went to a conference a few years ago. Like it's a shea butter conference, mm-hmm. and they were saying like most of it is used in food and not even skincare which I thought was very surprising so like um our chocolates is mostly going to be in chocolates and desserts and just like very rich products that's where it's going to be found in and then um there are different grades of shea butter so there's the white shea butter there's the yellow shea butter there's refined and unrefined we use the unrefined white shea butter Mm -hmm. 
um, really just because I like the texture and the smell better than the yellow one. But when it becomes refined, that's when they're using it in industry or they're using it for, for food products okay. or they're using it as just for the, the, the properties versus there are certain properties, not all properties, mm-hmm. but they're using it as like, you know, like fillers in their in regular mass produced products. That's so interesting. I've yeah. never. There's a of- whole, there are whole global organizations. So the conference I went to, there was like Clorox was there, Burt's okay. Bees was there. And it was just interesting to see how many different uses of shea butter mm-hmm. there is. So would, like if I'm baking something and I don't want to use regular butter, would I then substitute that for the shea butter? Or is it like, do you know if it's like two totally different things? So I don't think it would be this just like for melting points, Mm -hmm. but I'm sure because they use it as like a substitute for cocoa butter. Okay. And so I would say like possibly... But I really don't know. Okay. Yeah, I could not say I like, what experiment. that was. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Okay. So as you're talking about different properties and things like this, I think people know that you have a science background. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is very obvious. Um, so you have a background in chemistry. Right? So I have a background in chemistry from undergrad. Okay. And then I did my master's in public health. Mm-hmm. And I specialed in environmental health. And that really entails. So like essentially... For my environmental health degree, that's really looking at the chemical exposures in the workplace. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I focus on for that one. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because, you know, like, know I wanted to be a doctor. Okay. And um, I got into med school, and it was funny. I got into med school, and I got a job the same week. Mm-hmm. And I had to decide what I was going to do. So I took this job in Atlanta, and I was like, you know... I don't start school until August or September. And if I don't like the job, I'll just go to school. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what August came and I didn't like the job and I didn't want to go to school. <laughs> and that's actually how I ended up in Detroit. I just started applying for positions mm-hmm. all over the country and I got a job offer at General Motors in Detroit. Uh-huh. So they brought me up here eight years later. Wow. I'm still here. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but with your background in science, I feel like typically people would then want to maybe make products that are more like chemically focused or, you know, have all of the such and such acids or whatever. So what made you decide to go the plant-based route versus like, yeah, a more chemically focused one? Really, like, that's what I was comfortable with. Okay. Yeah. And so, like, as I started getting more comfortable, that's when we started introducing more products. But I was, like, really more comfortable with, like, the more basic ones. So, like, the deodorant or the washes. And then, like, we do have plans to get into, like, other products very Mm -hmm. soon. But, like, really, it was, like, I I started at a place that I felt the best using my skill set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just wondered. I'm like, I know she know how to mix some stuff up now. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Like I order things and like play with them and just seeing like I even like test different products and get samples for like future thing because I'm always thinking about like what's next. I know mm-hmm. like people want so many products, but they don't understand as a small business. There are only so, so many things I can release in a year and yeah. for it to be like, you know, good quality research um, behind it understanding how we're going to produce it mm-hmm. the materials and so yeah that's why like 
I have not released a bunch of products because I'm like, I can't, I even think right now we have a lot, we have like a very strong line mm-hmm. and, but that took like a lot of work to get there. And, you know, as you start getting into more complex things, really, I would feel more comfortable bringing in another person at that time who like, you know, this is, this is what they do. This, mm-hmm. they're actually a cosmetic chemist. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So how long would you say it takes for you to create a product from like ideation of like oh you know this will be cool to do and then the testing and then you know approving it and then getting it out to customers uh, it's about a year process okay yeah because even like you're getting feedback from people you're sending it to family and friends like that all takes time and then like realizing like maybe this ingredient i don't need to use this ingredient or i'm using too many oils mm-hmm. and so just like that iteration takes so much time so like at least a year before and that's why like we haven't released anything in a while because mm-hmm. it takes so long yeah yeah what was something that you tried to make or you made and it just did not work out um there have been a few things <laughs> do you know what's interesting like sugar scrubs mm-hmm. we're gonna release them because like i've been working on it but that was like one of the more difficult things to to work on just because like if you put too much fragrance in it it can become super like just kind of goopy mm-hmm. if you don't use enough you're it's kind of dry so like getting the right balance for that one i felt like that was difficult and then there's another one I would say we did a spray deodorant. Okay. And when we were doing it in small batches, it was great. But when I started to scale it, mm-hmm. I, I just could not get the composition together. So we did pull it. And so, like, that's something that I do want to, like, bring back because people loved it. Mm-hmm. But it takes so much time. And deodorant is something that, you know, like, body odor, like, you want to be very careful with that. And yeah. so... When we, oh my gosh, I remember it was like my favorite product, but to scale it, it just, it cannot work yeah. from like what I was doing. Okay. Yeah. Because you have to make such a big batch and then distribute it and hope that each bottle Everything, is, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the correct ratio. Yeah, that's hard. So I want to go back to shea butter for a second. You said we can use it in food. You know, we can use it on our skin, but like what are some other uses for it that you think that people don't know about? You know, like extending the life of your manicure. So rubbing it on your cuticles a few times a week, extending the life of your pedicures Mm -hmm. by rubbing it on the heels of your cracked feet. Shea butter also, I wouldn't use it as a sunscreen. Okay. However, shea butter is packed with like vitamins A, vitamins D, which really help to protect your skin from the sun. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps with like fine lines and wrinkles some people like in some parts of the world they do eat it as a diet so like Mm -hmm. the women so like shea butters you can only grow shea butter in 21 countries in africa okay and so some of the people who are actually processing it they're going to be women so it's known as women's gold Mm -hmm. because like they're able to use it to feed their families they're able to sell it on the market and provide like um, build hospitals in their communities, send their children to school. And so people do use it in their diet as well. Okay. Yeah. What about hair? Because I think oh, yeah, I hair. tried to put it in my hair one time and I was like, hmm, I don't know. But maybe so, I just didn't put enough. Well, with shea butter in the hair, like, 
I remember there was a trend where people were putting oils in their hair, mm-hmm. but you really want to put a water, something that's water based in your hair to lock that in. And then the shea butter would be as a sealant, okay. not necessarily as a moisturizer. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm washing my hair and wanting to do a twist out, I would wash. Use like a, a water based, like a water based cream and then okay. you can seal it with the shea butter. Okay. Yeah. After. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. I think yep. I'll try that after <laughs> I take my braids down. <laughs> so talk about the products that you currently offer and then some that you would like to offer down the line. Yeah. So we currently offer our body butters, which is obviously going to be with shea butter. Mm-hmm. Um, four signature scents. And um, they comes in bloom, which is our floral. Nostalgia, which is our sandalwood patchouli. Awaken, which is our citrus with grapefruit, yuzu, sweet orange. And then mellows are unscented for people with sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. So you have washes and butters in those four in those four different scents. We have this really nice rose toner, and it really helps to balance the pH of the skin. And it's like a really nice, like, pick-me-up, freshen-up for your skin, especially in the summer months. That's going to be made with a rose hydrosol, um, crushed rose petals, and a witch hazel. And then like another glycerin for the moisture. And then we have our revitalizing night oil. That's a really nice avocado based oil that you're going to put on your skin at night. And it really helps with like the free radicals. It helps reduce the appearance of wrinkles. It keeps your skin moisturized overnight as well. Our deodorant, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have our deodorant, which is going to be aluminum and alcohol free. And right now it does come unscented. We hope to put bring those in multiple scents down the future and working on an extra strength formula as well. So really hope to get that rolled out this time next year. Um, what else do we have? We have a pretty large array. I think that's it. We have our beard oil for the guys. Oh, yeah. Yes. And that is funny because um, the guys were always like, you don't create anything for men. And I'm like, our products are gender neutral. Right. They come in brown bottles with white I labels. I don't know. What, I think they just wanted to say man. Exactly. On a, on a label. Exactly. <laughs> so we have the beard oil. And it's interesting because like a lot of women, they buy it for their spouses or their partners. But then they start to use it on their face and they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is a great moisturizer. You should sell this as an eye cream. And I'm like, Mm. "Okay, like great idea. But like, let me just do one thing at a time. Yeah. So I've been thinking about eye cream lately. I don't use it, but Uh I keep like seeing like tweets or articles that are like, if you're over 25, you need to start using eye cream. Yeah. Like, okay, well, I am over 25. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe I do need to start, but I just don't even know where to begin with that. So if you have any advice, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny that you said that because I had a call this afternoon with a lady who wants an eye cream. And I told her, I said, you know, I, I could help you do like a reverse, like, um, what is it? When you reverse the process of a final product, I can't think of the name right now. I'm drawing a mm-hmm. blank, but I told her, I was like, I, I really don't know anything about eye cream. Okay. And, um, but yeah, like I'm going to refer her to somewhere else, but people are really into eye creams mm-hmm. and I didn't realize like, um, I guess she said it, it doesn't mix well with her makeup and things okay. like that. And I'm like, oh, like I would have never guessed because I don't, I've never used it. Mm-hmm. Chemistry hat time. Yeah, right. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're creating a new product, like what are you drawing inspiration from or are you 
kind of taking feedback from your community to to kind of hear what they want. And then after that, you'll say like, okay, this is what people are asking for. This is what I'll do. Or are you just like, this is what I want to launch. So let's do that. So I've never launched anything that I just wanted to launch. It's Mm -hmm. always been based on what's like based on feedback or just based on what's happening. And so like everything that we've ever launched has been because someone has said like, um, I use this. I'm looking for an alternative. Is this something that you can do? Like, that's really how we've been doing launches. And Mm -hmm. um, last year, we did do a poll on our Instagram just asking people like, okay, like, what do you want next? And I think we said, like, do you want a body oil, a chapstick, or I can't remember what the third one was, but people wanted chapsticks. Mm-hmm. And so now our smile stick is like a huge seller for us because people really like it. And I do I do want to do a body oil, but it didn't get enough votes. And so mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, the people clearly don't want it now. But I'm certainly thinking like, you know, like next year or something would like to roll something like that out too. Yeah. I like just various options to moisturize, honestly. Same. Yeah. Same. The thing is, though, when you start buying those ingredients, mm-hmm. it's like as a as a brand, it's like you got to... You need to use them. You need to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say are some good Elira starter items for somebody that hasn't tried the brand yet? Yeah. So we have a really cool discovery kit, mm-hmm. and it literally comes with 14 of our mini products, so you can try our, that, our whole line. If you're more of a wash person, we do have a Discovery wash kit with our four different washes. If you want to try our butters, we have the Discovery butter kit and our four different butters. And then we also have our face cleansing kit with that comes with our night oil, our rose toner, and our clarifying face mask. And then we have our male, our men's grooming kit, which is a mini shea butter a mini beard oil and a toner Mm -hmm. and so we have like these really nice introductory kits that people can choose but you know it's like you don't want to commit to something and not be sure but this is a great way that you can find your favorite and then you can gift the rest of them out to Mm -hmm. friends and family if it's not your favorite yeah and Mm -hmm. 14 items is very generous very generous (laughs) yes and i think it's like under 30 dollars. oh yeah yeah. so it's very very affordable come on people right (laughs) you need to buy it (laughs) so essence fest is coming up and you will be there we will so talk to me about how this came about how you're feeling i know you said this just this is your first time going to new orleans like what are you expecting I am excited. Mm -hmm. So it's funny because when we signed up for Essence Fest, I was thinking, you know, like 10,000 people would be there. It'd be like a really cool event. And then just like two weeks ago, I was like, oh my gosh, 500,000 people are going to be at Essence Fest. And I actually did start to panic just because I didn't, you know, like, we didn't prepare for that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're rolling out some good strategies to make sure we we do capture the people who come there. So I'm really excited about the energy, just being in this space with all of these other Black brands, mm-hmm. um, really focused on Black women and Black wellness and health. Really excited about that. Because, like, I've, I've that will be my first time at Essence Fest, first time in New Orleans, and so excited about the food in New Orleans. Yes, yes I'm like beignets crab royals um i'm just you're gonna send me a list so like very excited about the food and just like the culture because 
you know, like learning about New Orleans. I first knew about New Orleans from Mardi Gras mm-hmm. and then Katrina. And so just like understanding, I think I've watched a few documentaries on it as well. And so just really excited to to be down there and even like the spiritual and cultural history that mm-hmm. it has. I'm really excited to just, you know, to see it. Cause I won't be able to experience it because we are working. Right, right. But you know, just to be in that energy in that vicinity, I'm very excited for mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I'm excited for you yes, too. Thank you. <laughs> now, will you be vending all what is it, three or four days? Or is it yes. five? So we are we're, we're vending from the 30th to the third okay. in the beauty carnival. And we are part of this really cool cohort called um the Brain Trust Beauty Beauty Founders. And we're also going to have another, we're going to do like two events at the same time. And so that one is going to be at like a really historic local restaurant and event space. I think it's called Victoria's. Don't quote me on that. But we're going to be there vending as well on the first, that Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then um, actual Essence Fest and Beauty Carnival from June 30th to July 3rd. Okay. Exciting. Very exciting. This is our breakout year for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so okay, I won't I won't pry anymore about this. It'll be good. <laughs> It'll be fun. I'm excited. So, in addition to selling items online um, on your beautiful site, you have I think you said you're in forty retailers, forty different, the US. yeah, okay. forty. So they're going to be like smaller boutique retailers mm-hmm. across the U.S. So we have I think we have like three in Seattle, two in New York, two in D.C., Los Angeles. I believe Denver, Columbus, and Detroit, the Detroit metro area. Okay. Yeah. Any regions that you haven't tapped into yet that you're like, I need to, we're coming for you next. Chicago. Okay. I don't know why we're not in Chicago, but certainly Chicago, Houston. We're not in Houston mm-hmm. and we're also not in Atlanta. Okay. So I'm like, these are like the three cities that we, I, I would think that we should be in, but yeah. we just aren't yet. Okay. You know, someone listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hook us up, please. We need help. Um, so any, do you know the stores that are here off the top of your head that people can go in and like touch, feel, smell the product? Yeah. So in Detroit, um, we can go to, there's a local dermatologist, Carter Snow Skin Center, mm-hmm. and she carries our unscented products. So she has our deodorant, our coconut oil Um, mellow body butter and shea butter and then um city bird and new new center midtown city Mm -hmm. bird they have all of our products including our chopsticks and we did make hand sanitizers for a while and they Mm -hmm. i believe they still have some hand sanitizers left and so they have all of our scented products okay and then live cycle delight has our um, travel sizes and our scents as well and then Nora, I believe they still have a few, like, our little minis left in their store. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I'm forgetting someone. Oh, there's La Vida up in Rochester Hills, that okay. spot up there. And then I, th- I think that's it. Okay. If there's anyone I forgot, I apologize. <laughs> Charges her head, not her heart. Yes. Okay. <laughs> What would be your dream retailer? Like if 
a company was to approach you and be like, we want all Alira products in the, in our stores, what, what company would that be? Sephora. Okay. I yeah. knew, I had a feeling. I had a <laughs> <Yeah>. feeling. <laughs> Sephora. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It'll happen. It'll happen. And, you know, like when starting Alira, I purposely purposely used like even the ingredients that we have purposely Mm -hmm. selected the clean organic ones because I knew I want my brand to be global Mm -hmm. and other other countries have like standards that the U.S. doesn't have and so I did base our standards on the European Union because they're more stringent and I did that because I'm like you know this is going to be a global brand and I want I don't want to have any roadblocks when we're ready for that next step so absolutely yeah, Sephora is my, that's my hero, mm-hmm. that's my hero store for sure. Now with Sephora, do you have to wait certain times a year to like apply? Because you have to apply, right, to be in their stores. Like mm-hmm. what is their application process like? So I don't actually know their application process. Mm-hmm. We're on this platform and like you have to submit. So it's like a submission process mm-hmm. and, you know, they get thousands of submissions and they decide if they like yours. So like, for example, this isn't Sephora, but like Alta, we did submit to them um, last winter. Mm-hmm. We did it and that would have been for a launch for this summer. Okay. But we didn't, they, we didn't get approved for the submission process, which is fine. You yeah. know, just got feedback on what can we do to make, to make it better? What mm-hmm. can we do to make our product go into your shelves? And so, you know, got some feedback on that. And now it's like, okay, just starting to like take that feedback in and really put it to the test. And so that's why I'm like just very excited about the opportunities that we're having because yeah. it'll give us the capital to be able to get onto those store shelves. Yeah. Now you said earlier this is Alira's breakout year. Yes. So are you able to talk about some of the other exciting things that are happening outside of Essence? Yes. I, I can talk about a, a few more things. So Essence, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be in Showfields, which is this really cool experiential concept store in New York. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going in there at the end of July, and we'll be there until January. So it's like a rotating collection. Um, we are introducing bar soaps pretty soon, mm-hmm. and so in our four signature scents, very excited about that and candles. I cannot talk on the other, like, really yes. I can't talk but on the other really, ones. really, cool. Yes, very excited. <laughs> so stay tuned for September. Like, those will be ready in September. And I actually, um, for this one, we did go to, we're not manufacturing it in-house. Mm-hmm. And so I was able this afternoon to take pictures in front of, like, the room full of packaging and supplies that's just for us. Exciting. Very exciting. I yeah. wish I could share with y'all. Yeah. But gotta wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, so something that I also really appreciate about you is I feel like you're always trying to learn more. So you're in all of these accelerator programs, um, and all of the things. So if you could give advice to someone that is like looking to start their own business or looking to try out accelerator programs or just figure out how they can be a stronger entrepreneur. Um, what would you say to them? I would say don't do this by yourself. Mm-hmm. Always there. I know like people from different cities are listening to this, but there's going to be some type of an incubator accelerator program in your area. When I started, I was going to like Ann Arbor for an incubator just because I wanted to understand you know, like, what are people looking for in terms of business? And even how do I craft a mission and a vision statement? 
So did that. Um, and then I was I went through another accelerator to help build my business plan. And then I did another accelerator to help understand what going into retail looks like or opening a physical storefront. And um, I guess really like tap into the local networks that you have in your city mm-hmm. and it's just like tap into them because one, once you go through them, there are other people in the class that you're you're going to be able to tap into and connect with. And then they have alumni databases. And so you're, you get access to that. You're able to, um, to be connected with other people who are in your same industry. Mm-hmm. And um, absolutely, like, don't go to, by yourself because although, like, there's so much information on the internet, it's nice to go through... Um, a systematic program where they break it down for you. You're able to ask questions. You're able to talk to the the subject matter experts in that industry as well because they purposely want businesses businesses to succeed. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice. I think because it's very um, I don't know. I think we normalize like the one man band, one woman shows, and it doesn't always have to. I mean, I think in the beginning that is fine, but as you continue to grow and want to scale, it's like you'll end up just getting overwhelmed. Yeah. There's so many things that you have to do. Exactly. You can't do it by yourself. Yeah, you need people. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say has been the most rewarding and the most challenging thing about your journey so far? Yeah. some Definitely the most rewarding is connecting with our customers mm-hmm. and just like hearing how our products was were able to change their lives and make them feel more confident. Because we deal with a lot. Like our products are really geared towards people with like very dry skin as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's not geared towards it, but they're the ones who mostly use it because of like the shea butters and the yeah. cocoa butters. And so like someone with psoriasis saying like, oh my gosh, like this really helped my skin. That's like really nice to hear because I, you know, like earlier I said I wanted to be a doctor. And so I was like, I'm still able to help and like help people's health, but through skincare, just through another medium. Mm -hmm. And I would say some of the most challenging things are, I would say there are a couple challenging things. One, there are so many other beauty brands out there. Mm-hmm. And so not falling victim to comparison and saying like, man, I wish I were doing that. And really just like focusing, staying in my lane, focusing on the brand that I'm building and not getting too distracted. That's one. And two, asking for help. So it's like we just talked about, you know, there are resources, but mm-hmm. it took like I can use resources, but to tap into my network, like I... I just don't do it for some reason or like I get to a point where I'm at the breaking point and then I'm like, okay, I need help. Yeah. Versus like planning ahead and getting that help and having the people there with you the whole time. Mm -hmm. I struggle with asking for help too. I think because I never want to feel like a burden or like Mm -hmm. I'm bothering somebody or I'm like, do you really need help? Can you really just get like, if you buckle down, can you really just get this done? Yeah. And sure, but like we just said, you don't want to be stressed and like crying and sliding down the wall because you, know, you don't know yeah. what to do. Like you just feel so in over your head. Yeah. And I would I would say like, right, COVID was horrible, mm-hmm. but it forced me to slow down and it forced me to evaluate what was actually important to me. And I had to let go of so many things mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's like it just just wasn't important it just didn't matter right and 
like I had to force myself to be like, okay, like what do you actually want? What is your actual five-year plan outside of the noise and like this hustle grind culture that we were in for so long and just realizing that it wasn't sustainable. It's like, this is not sustainable. Yeah. I do not need to feel stressed out every right. single day. Every day, right. Yeah. Wake, wake up stressed, go to sleep <laughs> yeah. stressed. Yeah. <laughs> it's not healthy. It's like I've been playing a lot, yeah. you know. <laughs> so you also um, make it a mission to do social good with your brand. So can you talk about how Alira makes an impact in the community? Absolutely. So we are big. Well, we different ways. One, we're big on hiring locally. So this is the first year we didn't have local interns. And like normally like I will like work with the city of Detroit to get some interns mm-hmm. or work with the University of Michigan. But, you know, I just got my bandwidth was just really limited this year. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do that. But making sure we're hiring, we're hiring in our community. We also, um, for two years, we did a partnership with this organization out of Haiti and we were giving proceeds to their organization. Unfortunately, like they did have to close shop just because mm-hmm. of the political, um, it was politically unstable there. And then we're part of this organization called the Global Shea Alliance. And so like that money makes sure that the women who are actually producing the Shea for us are paid equitably. They have fair working conditions. And it's just like making sure that we're doing our good um, in those routes. Mm -hmm. And then we also I am a tree hugger. And so, you know, we have our recyclable um, our glass jars that we put everything in and then also what we are releasing um refills i we yeah. i can't say that yeah we're releasing okay. refills <laughs> yeah i forgot about that and so um making sure that we are doing that that good for the environment as well yeah and i also like i give i donate to like different organizations um different conferences and things like that mm-hmm. just because you know it's like if they ask it's like I mean, sure, if you have a good mission, you have a nonprofit established and I can see what you're doing. Absolutely. And yeah, just like also giving advice. I mm-hmm. give a ton of advice. So I feel like that's also social good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because some people can get stingy and I don't like Yeah, that. I will say, though, some people take advantage in like yeah. one. I remember I was like giving this lady so much advice. At one point, I just sent her. I was like, hey, like. We're going to have to change this to consulting. Here yeah, are my fees. Right. And I never heard from her again. Of course not. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> yeah. I've heard a lot of people say that. Like even um, some people in the influencer space, people are like, yeah, like somebody reached out to me and I talked with them like three, four times. And then they basically just copied my whole like aesthetic. And oh, I'm like, this is. Yeah. 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 That's yeah, annoying. Guess, yeah, yeah. You do have to like use discernment in those situations. Yeah. But then it's like. I don't know, because I'm always willing to share. I'm always just like, yeah, I'll show you how I did it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give you the step by step. But yeah. like you just said, you got to be careful. Like, yeah. cause sometimes people will try to. People take advantage yeah. and people are like, I don't want to be negative, but people are mean. Yes, <laughs> people know? are mean. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that the other day. Yeah, people are. Yeah. People are mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Podcast is called Damsels in Detroit. And a question that I always like to ask people is, what does it mean for you to be a damsel in Detroit? So I've gotten responses like it means for me to be resilient. It means I can be authentically me all all of the time. I can give back to other women in the community. But eight years later, since you moved here, 
Um, lots of things have happened. You have, I feel like you have roots here now. Yeah. I bought a house here. Yeah, you bought a house. <laughs> yeah, like, so, like, you're definitely here. have roots, yeah. <laughs> so, what would you say it means for you to be a damsel in Detroit? Continuously growing. Yeah. yeah. I would absolutely say being in Detroit, I have grown so much. Mm-hmm. And I have certainly become like more accepting of of things and not being so judgmental so just growing as a person yeah yeah I'm certainly not the same person that I moved here as eight yeah. years ago yeah. yeah growth is beautiful change is beautiful I feel like if we stay the same year after year it's a little I'll be like side eyeing like what's really going on with me I haven't yeah. evolved I haven't done anything different so yeah. I love to hear that yes Hey, growth. <laughs> and then lastly, um, how can people stay connected with you and the brand? Um, any important dates you need to keep in mind? You can follow us on all social media at Elera Apothecary. I'm going to spell it because it's different. Mm-hmm. It's I-L-E-R-A-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y. So we're on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, Facebook. And then you can also follow our website. That's www.elaraapothecary.com. And important dates. Our anniversary is coming up in August. This is this is year seven. Oh wow. So the year of completion. That's why I was like, this is a very pivotal year for yeah. us. Cause you know, like everything was kind of word of mouth for us for so long. And now we're really entering this space and kind of growing into ourselves. And so August is anniversary month. We're dropping new items this holiday. Very excited about that. Mm-hmm. And pay attention to our page around August and September. There are going to be a lot of like new things happening and um, new partnerships being announced then as well. Exciting. Very and exciting. y'all need to pay attention very hard because I'm helping out with the marketing. Yes. So. And I'm going <laughs> to, for the viewers or the listeners, I'm going to give you guys a, a coupon code or oh, a discount code. A discount code. And we're going to call it Damsels. Okay. And it's for 15% off. Thank you. Yes. Yay. (laughs) Okay. So y'all can buy stuff. You have no excuse. Yeah. That'll be good (laughs) until the end of 2020, 2022. Okay. Amazing. So you guys have time. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Anything else I didn't ask that you feel like people need to know about you, the brand, anything? Um... I'm a very nice person. Sometimes I can come off as standoffish, but I'm just like, I'm shy. So if I, if I am like, don't really uh, say anything, it's not like I'm stuck up or standoffish. It's just like, you know, I just like to be in my world and I'm shy. But I, um, when I get to know you, like I'm a very, like, I'm just, I'm a nice person. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> yeah. would agree with that. 1000%. I can't even believe that somebody would think otherwise yeah because you know like i you know i <laughs> i enunciate my words and so people think i'm super stuck up oh my god and they're like <laughs> i'm just like i get that so much i'm like no like i just like i just enunci- i've always enunciated my words i just really like grammar mm-hmm. and so um yeah that's hilarious <laughs> i think i was like <laughs> That is like, so crazy. You come off kind of stuck up. I'm like, um, but I'm not. I'm just, I'm just, just me. me. Yeah. yeah. All right, people. <laughs> but yeah, this was fun. I this was really this was like honestly such a fun podcast to be on right now. I, I enjoyed you. it. Yay! Well, I'm glad. 
Um, and as always, you guys, thanks for listening. I want you to remember that Detroit girls do it better. And we'll be back next week. Bye.